0: disenchanting dandy derby Avondale slip up again a player uses an umbrella during a game and we watch some games live on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen it's episode 22 of the Semi Pro Potty Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode... Old oh Branson, I have no idea what episode number we're up to. 22, mate. 22. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 22 of the Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host and mediocre host at that, William Chambers. Joined to me by my, to my right is Branson Gibson. How are you? I'm doing very well, mate. Yeah, great. One of us is. Yes, how are you? Yes, very good. Um good to hear. apart from
1: not knowing really anything about the show before we started. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think it's twenty two, but we also thought we knew what it was the other week. So I mean who actually <laughs> could, yeah, really yeah, could knows be wrong. That. Yeah. Um are we even in the twenties? Who knows? Maybe. Um, one thing that we are doing this week
0: that's a little bit special is that we are recording with beer in hand. Not yes. too special. Yep. But, on the screen in front of us, this is the first time we've ever done the podcast where we have got live NPL
1: on in front of us. Branson, talk us through what we're seeing. Well, we've got two games on tonight that we're watching. So, Kingston City taking on Pasco Vale in what, frankly, is a huge game Mm -hmm. uh, for both teams. Both teams have been in, you know, really average form. Both teams desperate for a win. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that one plays out. It's currently nil all in the 12th minute. And then we've got our other eyes on the FC Bulleen Lions taking on Heidelberg in the WNPL. Big WNPL clash tonight, this one is. Yes, absolutely. And Bulleen, we're in the 14th minute. They're up 1-0 as they continue their chase of Alamein and potentially Calder. So yeah,
0: exciting night ahead. And if you hear any weird sound effects as we go through the evening, it's probably because something has happened in the game and we will keep you abreast of it. You'll probably laugh at us because you'll know what the score is by the time you listen to this. So we could be like, ooh, (laughs) Kingston City are on to stay up here and then they'll get pumped 6 mil or something. Who knows? (laughs) Catastrophic collapse. Anyway, catastrophic collapse of structure to our podcast. Mm. Let's jump into the first bit that we do every week, Kit Bag, which I didn't actually check the Instagram
1: poll last week.
0: Do, we, do you know do you know who won?
1: I believe I won. I oh, checked okay. with two but, hours to go. So, I'm, I was up with two hours to go. Can so everyone unless- just realise,
0: I don't want to win this. I just don't want Branson to win this. That's my main goal for this. So, a vote for Branson is a vote for Branson. A vote for me is just a vote for
1: not Branson, essentially. Like, it's not a vote for me. You're Right. That's an interesting way to pitch it. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I sort of kind of pick up what you're putting down. I mean, I completely disagree. Vote for Bran all the way. But, anyway... What are you wearing, mate? Now, I'm wearing a... I, well, I've got to say it's a
0: cracking kit, but it's also probably the worst kit <laughs> that I've worn physically. Yep. Like, it's a really bad kit to wear. So, um, my friend who dropped me off some kits the other week, yep. um, this is another one of the batch that he gave me, and it's about a mid-early 2000s IACS kit. I like it because it's got the... Um, the vertical ABN AMRO sponsor on it. Yep.
1: (laughs) Vertical sponsor is an interesting look.
0: Very interesting look, but it works really well because it's one of those ones where you've got the... It's a red and white kit with white sponsor text. So the sponsor text looks good. Like, it works with the kit. Agreed. But I have got to say, it is the worst cut of a jersey I've ever had. It's like... It's like a kimono. The sleeves are massive. massive. The front of
1: the jersey is shorter than the back of the jersey. And it's It's just... Oh, it's fucked. It's, a, it's it's exceptionally baggy and like sort of baggy in weird spots. Like yeah. it's not an even <laughs> level of bagginess. It's sort of, it's peculiar but Ajax very cool team.
0: Very cool team and this was like good era Ajax. I you know class young Huntelaar days and yeah. um you know look they've always had a great sort of crop of players going through there but yeah it's cracking kit but Branson, I mean before I admit defeat, I think I've already lost the votes this week for best kit because you are wearing an absolute humdinger,
1: a stonker,
0: a yep. rip snorter. What yep. have you
1: got? Well, I am wearing a Jamaica kit. So, national team of Jamaica, don't know exactly what year. I think it's 2014. 2014. Uh, it's bright yellow, classic Jamaica, but the thing that I like probably the most about it is like, you know, the funky trim. So it's got Mm -hmm. yellow, black, and green sort of funky patterns matches sort of like with their flag. You know, it's just it's just a, a a nice kit, I would say.
0: It is I think it's beautiful. It's also got this nice little triangle that's cut out in the top bit there. It's yeah, got a bit of yep. detailing to it. I like yep. that a lot.
1: Manufactured by Romai, who are, again I've not I've not really heard of. heard of them. No, uh but on the back is number 11 Darren Maddox uh who plays for FC Cincinnati in the MLS plays yeah. plays for Jamaica in the Gold Cup. Oh, sorry, played for Jamaica in the Gold Cup, scored a goal, so he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Pretty is, good guy. Pretty is, good kid, I reckon.
0: Is that where most, um, you know, Central American sort of players go?
1: Jamaica or the MLS? The MLS. Probably, I'd say. Because yeah. I, I would like well, to like see more Me- Jamaicans in well, the A-League. Well, the Mexican League's pretty big. Yeah. But. Yeah, anyway.
0: We barely know anything about NPL Victoria, let alone other leagues in the oh, world. Bro, so.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Asking about professional football in Central America. Iffy, iffy at this
0: Curiosity best. killed the cat. And the cat is well and truly out of the bag, Branson, with Melbourne Knights having the edge over Avondale for what is it, the four millionth time this season? Close to it. Yeah. Feels like it. Score, 2-0 to the Knights. Bran, talk us through this one.
1: Well, I mean, well, straight off
0: the bat, let's be honest. So,
1: huge win for the Knights.
0: Huge, massive. yeah, and- Massive. Considering
1: where they've been in the league sort of over the last, what, two months? Yeah. And, I mean, the only thing that's bigger than this result for the Knights is how bad it is for Avondale. Just because it's like, I mean, it's it's their second straight loss. They've still only lost three games in the league. So, I mean, like, when we say it's bad for them, it's sort of not really that bad, but it's bad, Mm. if you sort of get what I mean. I mean, so, like, talking about this game specifically... Uh, pretty tight first half. I mean, I Amadale's mean, Scott Hillier, a defender, had uh, the best chance of the first half. A lovely strike that just hit the post. It was sort of from uh, a, a wider point and then you know, beat the keeper and hit the post and ended up coming straight back at. Scott hit a flush, mm-hmm. straight bang off the woodwork. That was probably the best chance of the first half, really, to be honest. Uh In the second half, midway through the second half talking of goals Kingston City oh I thought they scored terrible I've ruined my own segue never mind bro this is quiet. why
0: MPL didn't let us commentate games yeah probably really shit
1: anyway so nil all at halftime not too many chances the game I mean it really turned in the second half Charles Beverly for Avondale uh, given his matching orders for a second yellow card and then from there I mean it was all Melbourne Knights from there Uh Attila Offley and Hamish Watson found the back of the net two headers uh, the first goal, terrible marking, Offley was absolutely unmarked. He had mm. acres of space. I mean, it was a good finish, but he had so much room, took the lead. Second goal, 10 minutes later, sort of stitch it up. Uh, you mentioned the Knights have been Avondale for the four millionth time. It's not quite that, is it, it? It is, though, two out of three this season. For Avondale, though, I mean, looking at the game, I think the big talking point for Avondale is that they are absolutely vulnerable. Yeah, like so. we've To spent- see
0: those goals that they conceded, yeah, they're, they're just they were not sort of anything special.
1: No, and like we've sort of seen in in, in previous weeks where you know they've had a tough draw. You know that game against Sandy City at home where they just couldn't quite crack it. You know lost to Bentley, lost last week to Green Gully. That wasn't great. Last minute winner, terrible. Mm-hmm. But, like, this one, you know, they just, they look vulnerable. Like, it sort of got to that stage where I think they've had too many sort of... Mediocre por- performances. Well, yeah, well, mediocre performances when they really need a win as well, coming back off a loss. So, I mean, if nothing else, they're definitely vulnerable by no means a shoo-in to finish on top. On the flip side, though, for the Knights, I mean, when they're on,
0: they're on. They're really on. They are on, and that's sort of my takeaway that I've had from the last few weeks is that, they're capable of it. It's like what is that what is that switch that gets flicked? Obviously they've got that ability to flick the switch against Avondale because they've done it time and time again this season and you know, why can't they harness that for other games? Why can't they do it when like, you know, Oakley come or something? You know, it's it's a really interesting one. So well,
1: exactly. And I mean it's it's a good result for them considering they had that, you know, three point deduction. So to get a win against the top team is is massive. Yeah. Uh, I do have a couple of questions for you, though. So, first question is Avondale. How concerned should Avondale be right now with this loss to the Knights, the loss last week to Green Gully, and they're sort of overlapping the past eight weeks, not looking that convincing? Yeah. How concerned should they be? Yeah, I think high. Look, they're obviously going to make the finals, but they aren't going
0: into the finals with uh, the opposite of a wet sail. You know, you, you look at the teams that are kind of storming up and, and making some real marks on that sort of top top six in the table. And it's, you know, look, I just think they're going to go into the final series at this stage unless they get pretty much eight wins on the trot. They're going to come in with very little sort of momentum Mm. and it's really going to hurt them because they could come up against someone, look, even like an Oakley Cannons. We'll get to them later, but, you know, if Avondale hit Oakley Cannons or something in the finals and they've not turned around this sort of slump in form, I wouldn't be surprised if Oakley got an upset there. Um, despite the sort of the table the the positional table difference. But I would be concerned with Avondale because, you know, it that they're just missing any sort of momentum and that yeah. pizzazz that they showed in the first fifteen rounds, and it was a really dominant first
1: fifteen odd rounds. It's just really dropped off. Yeah, I mean, they're still more than capable of turning it around. I think there's seven seven games, six or seven games left. So I mean they could still mm find their is film. Is that what, 28,
0: but, 28 rounds or something is
1: that? Uh, 27? 26. Yeah, okay. 26, I think. Yep. Uh, follow-up question, though. Yes or no, will the Knights make the finals? I don't think they will. If they got to play Avondale every week,
0: then yes, they would. <laughs> but it's like... And like, I, I say, a that, in non- I a say answer, that in a yeah. non-joking manner, because it's like, they turn up against Avondale. It's like, yeah, I would be surprised if they wouldn't get wins against Avondale most weeks. But um, yeah, I... I I think the Knights have put all their eggs in the basket. They're in ninth now, I think. Yep. So
1: not far off it, but I look at the teams around them. Well, they're less than less than a win out of the top six. To be fair, Oakley do have a game in hand, but mm. I mean, I'd agree. I'll say that I don't think they'll make the finals, but they're definitely more than capable of it. Yeah. Moving on, though. We had another tasty
0: fixture this weekend. Probably not as um, impactful to the table. But Dandenong Thunder won, Dandy City won, the Dandy Derby. I'm going to call it the Dandy Derby that didn't necessarily deliver. Disappointing Dandy
1: Derby, is that what you'd say? Oh, I would. Ooh, it's quite good. good. But
0: not for anything, any reason other than the fact that the previous Dandy Derby was just absolutely bonkers. That yes. was just, you know, a goal a minute and then a couple more in extra time Yeah. <laughs> um, Good bit of spice, so you know, it had a, it had a big one to sort of live up to, um, to compare it against, but two teams who are both in good form now. Dandy City in 11th, Dandy on Thunder in 12th, you know, starting to pull themselves out of that relegation sort of battle. Um, and Dandy Thunder started very well. You know, they, there was a high line being played by Dandy City that Thunder got in behind with ease, but there were a couple of flashpoints to discuss. So, Early on, goalkeeper Salchin comes running off his line. The city goalkeeper Salchin comes running off his line early on with Barnes getting past him. And it was one of those great ones where you see a goalkeeper running out and you're like, why are you that far off yeah. your line? Yeah. It was ridiculous. Instantly nervous. Misses the ball. Um, Barnes has a shot and it just goes agonizingly wide. You're just looking at it, thinking well, it's yeah, sort of going. Yeah. Um, but then Barnes gets an assist. So he continues that sort of play of getting in behind quite well. Um, Berovskowski yeah, uh, yeah, not even slightly correct. Um, put thunder in the lead. Um, so Barnes got an assist there, but then Thompson equalised about the 60th minute. Other than that, the game was kind of a bit of end to end, bit of flow, nothing too sort of no real quality sparked between the two teams. So there was just sort of you knew something was in it, but it was in it was in the tail of the game. We felt that I felt that it was going to come about, and we thought we had it. So, there were two really sort of big talking points. After Thompson equalized, next 20, 30-odd minutes, penalty for Thunder was waved away. And, Bran, I want to talk to you about this one because I want to get your idea on it. Because I think if you, there will be a lot of Daniel Thunder fans in listening to this podcast, maybe three, yeah. that would think that's a Stonewall pen. And Carpenter's running into the box. There is contact with the back of his leg and he goes down. And the pen's not given. Bran.
1: Pen to you or not? I I would think pen. Having looked at the replay, it's always tricky though because you only really get one good look of it. But I mean, again, to be fair, the referee only really gets one good look at it. Yeah. Uh, my my feeling is penalty. Yeah. But I don't think it's the worst non-call I've ever seen. No. I so, like, will. so like yeah, I I so like I think I think he well I think he definitely it definitely could have been a penalty. He I, 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 reckon, like he I was- reckon it's borderline should be a penalty. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not quite convinced in saying, yeah, that should have been. But it's like, he, yeah. if I'm the referee, it sort of looks a little bit soft almost. So, he's sort of like, you know, that looked like there was contact from behind and then he goes down. So, you're like, if I'm the referee, you're sort of looking at it, you're sort of going, look, I'm not convinced there's much in that so that's probably what i reckon the thought process was yeah my my initial feeling was
0: actually that there was contact made but the player was actually going carpenter's going down before the contact is like really enough to foul him so it kind of looks a little bit soft but like by, by the same token i mean if you're a dandy thunder fan or player you're going he's been he's been fouled in the back in the box and he's gone down like even if he goes down a little bit soft it's still a penalty yeah so that one was a really interesting talking point Then late on, Pierce Clark comes off with what I think is one of the best saves of the season, purely because it's not a massive diving, leaping off to the left kind of save. He's not pulled off anything miraculous. It's a dangerous ball into the box, a shot from about three yards out, and he gets a very strong hand to tip it over the bar. Branson, what are your thoughts? Is that one of the best saves of the season?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily say save of the season. I think that is a huge call. I think it was a, I think it was definitely a good save. It was one of those ones, like, as you were talking about, where it's just pure reaction. Like, you're the goalkeeper, you see ball, and you just sort of throw something at it. It's not necessarily technique. He's just sort of reacted and thrown a hand, and he's happened to get it. I think it's a great save, but I don't necessarily think it's, it's save of the season. Mm. So in, in my mind. In my Interesting. mind. Interesting.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think, because I think that's an absolutely outstanding save. It kind of reminded me a lot of, um, you know, being a Liverpool fan. Um, Jersey Dudek save against Shevchenko in 05. Right, because we've all got that committed to memory. I mean, we do. We don't.
1: Those of us who care. Oh, far out. Jesus Christ. you me? such a nonsense. Oh, yeah. I really know about this save that this team that I don't care about made when I was 11 (laughs) years old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love how you talk about it as if I should should really know what it was. You have such good tantrums. It's not (laughs) funny. I absolutely love it. Do you know who's not having a tantrum at the moment? Yeah, go on. FC Bullion Lions, because they've netted a second. They're up 2-0 against Heidelberg Jesus, in, this in, is in a, the 29th minute. There is time to go, though, Branson, my friend. There I'm is. tipping 6-2. Are you? Yep. That's a bold tip. It's still nil all in Don't, uh, Kingston City. Not sure who two yet. Yeah. Well, okay. Yep, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, both, both, it's still in play for both teams. Nil all between Kingston City and Pascoval. Vale, but... That's not the only nil-all there was this
0: weekend, Branson. Tell us about Green Gully, nil South Melbourne. Nil South Melbourne, again, with a
1: pretty boring game. Well, see, yes and no. So I don't think it was a boring game. South Melbourne, I'll be honest, cut to the chase, they should have won this game. I reckon absolutely should have won the game. They were the far better side in the first half. South had all the chances. They had a bunch of golden opportunities to score. Just, I mean... Oh, sorry. They just simply could not convert any of them. I mm-hmm. think uh, it was just oh, um, too many to name. Four or five really good ones. Anyway, second half saw a couple of interesting things. So both teams tried to chip the keeper from long range, like that. Both, both were points, points from us. If they were going to get points from us, they would have. Well, both were bloody close. I think one was Nick Kalmar, and he's yes. just just missed. Keeper was definitely caught off his line, just missed. And then South, I can't remember who took the shot. I think it was Tyson was forced to tip it over the bar. But anyway, great stuff. Uh, Second half, though, South was still creating the better chances. They just couldn't convert. South keeper Doran, though, was forced to make a great save really late on. I think it was like 85th minute. Anyway, uh, to keep our gullies. I mean, it was the only really dangerous effort on goal. was a free kick set piece curling into the top corner. Doran made a great. Curling
0: into the cop. Was it? Yeah, curling into
1: the cop. No, I hate the cop. Like the inner Liverpool fan in you coming out. It's terrible. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yes, you know, a full extension diving save. Great save. I mean, Gully could have salvaged, or not salvaged, scraped a win out of there somehow. But South Melbourne, sorry, game ended nil all. South could have jumped into sixth, into the sixth, sorry, with a win. And I really, really think that they, they should have won this. I mean, Tyson, Jared Tyson was grading goals for Gully, but I think, I still think South had more than enough chances, more than enough really good chances. One on one, Scapedes had a good chance. Oh, mate, a whole bunch. For Gully, I think, you know, four points from two games coming up against South and Avidale, if you'd said to them, you're going to take four points from that yeah, game. Yeah, take it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But a definitely, I reckon, a missed opportunity to really sort of capitalise on last yeah, week's win. Yeah, because if they had
0: got six points from those two games oh. and not played particularly well against South, that would have well, been an absolute smashing well, grab. Exactly.
1: And, you know, you play South at home, you're above them on the ladder, you'd sort of back yourself to win that. They couldn't. Uh Gully, I mean, they are still in top six, but they are by no means guaranteed to stay there. Uh, Another thing I noticed, game was nil all. Both keepers at one stage were wearing hats. Mm, The clean clean sheet lid, as we like to call it. Oh, yes. Could well be a link, you know. South Melbourne couldn't take any chances. Maybe the gully keeper, Tyson, had some sort of off-putting message. I always say, though. Miss ya wanker on his hat, and then they just did. That's a big hat,
0: by the way. Is it? You miss your wanker, do not Oh, I guess if the font's small. Well, who knows? Anyway, Jesus, this so is terrible. So we should never, ever do the podcast with games on if we're both distracted. Anyway. No,
1: I'm just talking now, I've got no idea what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. Which is actually the same as everyone. No excuse yet. What true. I do have, though, is an interesting question for you. My friend, talk to me. So, what do you think is more likely? Gully, drop out of the top six? Or South, climb in? Because South oh, are because South are still within touching distance, and so to be hmm. fair, both both scenarios could end up happening. But what do you what would you say is more likely to happen if you had to bet on one of these? Gully staying in it or South climb? Uh, sorry, Gully more likely to drop out or South more likely to climb in? Both teams I could would still say make neither.
0: Like to be honest, well, you got to pick
1: you, one. But I kind of don't because I think Gully will
0: stay in the top six, I and I, I don't think, think South will.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Like I don't. I, I don't. I don't see enough sort of form from South to make me think that they're going to sneak into that. Um. I think they're going to have to get some lucky sort of, some lucky breaks in the sort of latter part of the season. But yeah, I would. I would say that Gully are going to stay in the top six, and I don't think yep. South are going to make it in there. So it's, it's a weird one to sort of, to sort of you know shoot it down. But I don't think any of either of those are likely. Fair call. Cool. Status yeah. quo. You reckon all will stay there? Yeah.
1: Um, status quo though. thrown out the window. Mm. Thrown out the window for this game. Oakley taking on Bentley. Oakley three, Bentley nil. Well, bonkers. Tell me,
0: bloody about it.
1: Bananas, oh, as one bananas. would say. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that Jamaica kid is actually quite banana yellow. It's quite good. It is. Cool. Yes. Um. Anyway, before we get more sidetracked, the scoreline does not prove, I think, how close this game was. Um, you know, three nil looks like a drubbing on a score sheet. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't. This game was really quite close. Yep. Um, I feel like both teams probably had the same amount of chances, you know. The ball just fell, I think, better to Oakley in this game. They probably... I wouldn't even say they took their chances better. The, the ball just kind of fell to them and it kind of worked very well for them. But it was a really entertaining game. It had everything to it. It was a really nice tempo to it. Um, good intent from both teams. They both came out of the sheds really well. Um. Some good saves, you know, some good sort of play out of midfield. Lots of different parts of this game had a lot of quality to it. Um, Bentley had a pretty... I'd I'd say Bentley had the easier time of getting it out of midfield at times. Um, But the game was quite narrow. So I think that made it easy for Oakley to defend. Where they were sort of, you know, getting it out of midfield easier, Oakley were able to defend because it was quite narrow. I feel like if they'd gone out wider, um, Bentley, and sort of put some balls into some dangerous areas, it could have been a different kettle of fish. But we can fantasise and dream about it, but it didn't happen. So, we can't talk about it. No. Nope. Um, There was a great penalty save by John Honos, and that kept the score at 2-0, and that really could have tipped the balance, I think, in favour for Bentley, where if it was 2-1, they yeah, could well, have got back into it. Well, not,
1: yeah, you're a chance. And then, yeah. And then you're only, you know, one chance away, a slip away, a moment of brilliance away. Yeah, know?
0: exactly. And, and that's what I think it was as well for Oakley, was it was that they sort of just took the chances a little bit, not even clinically, they were just there. It just kind of happened for them. Um, on the score sheet for Oakley were Joe Guest, Harry White, and Wade Decker. Um, Joe Guest had a particularly influential game. I was really sort of impressed with him out of this one. I um, think he got he got the goal, and I think he was the person who was fouled for the penalty, which was the third goal. Um, but it's three points for Oakley, and that takes them into the sixth with a game in hand. So they're looking really quite pretty on the table now. Um, with that game in hand, you know, if they win it, I think it puts them around equal points with Green Gully. Um, but Altona Magic is still in the mix there. So it's, you know, they're not sort of safe by any stretch of the imagination, but they are starting to put a serious push in for that finals, um, finals contention. And Bran, I wanted to ask you, if Bentley and Oakley meet in the finals, will this win give Oakley a psychological edge? Or do you think they're too far out?
1: Oh, uh, well, I mean, absolutely. I think the, when you say psychological edge, I think the main thing is, you know, so you come up against the team, it's got to be huge knowing that you can beat them. Because it, if, if nothing else, it just makes the task not seem impossible. Mm. So, like, you know, if you come up against them, you're like, geez, you know, Bentley really good, whatever, they've been good for years, so, uh, yes, to, to give... Sort of trim my own answer. Yes, I think it gives them an edge in terms of morale, but I don't think it would make a difference. Okay. So, so yeah. like, I think if you're Oakley going, look, you know, we know what's good, we know what we need to do to succeed, and we know we can beat this team. But if pain. you're
0: Bentley, you're not thinking in the back of your head, oh, they did it to us, like,
1: for weeks. Well, well, if you're Bentley, it almost switches you on because you almost see what they did to beat you, and yeah. then you can sort of work on that. So, in a way, Oakley have almost sort of showed their hand What? Well, that's a terrible way to think of it. I mean, you've got to beat a 10. Anyway. Yes. Uh, if I'm Bentley, I'm not concerned. I'm still absolutely backing Bentley against Oakley eight times out of 10. In the finals. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, I mean, Oakley, considering where they started this year, it's huge for them. Yeah. And it's another great result. It is. Um, a pretty, I would say, not great result.
0: Probably one of the more standard results from the weekend. Altona Magic, Neil Heidelberg, One. Three points on the road. Heidelberg, smash and grab? Uh, A
1: little bit. See, I mean, it's interesting because you say not a great result. I reckon it is a good result. I reckon it's huge. It's clutch. Mm. When the pressure is on, we saw last week, Avondale, they knew Bentley had lost. They had a chance at home. Green gully folded. Could not get it done. Heidelberg, they knew that Avondale had lost. And they come out there and... They get the result. I mean, to be fair, though, taking a look at this game in in a bit more detail, Altona probably had the better of the chances in the first half. They had a goal ruled out for offside, probably looked slightly more threatening. I mean, in Mm. terms of actually looking more likely to actually score. Second half, though, totally different story. Heidelberg really started to turn it up. I think Ellis hit the crossbar. Cahill had a good chance. Way eventually gave the Burgers the lead sort of midway through the half. And you could just sort of see that goal really was a good reward for their effort. You know, they'd started looking more threatening, getting more run through the midfield. Zara looked good, more chances. That stuff that they weren't really getting in the first half, they sort of kicked it up a gear, started to go their way. Uh, Altona, very late on, had a shot go just wide that would have salvaged a point. But other than that, they didn't do a whole lot in the second half. Heidelberg, hang on. And I just think it's a huge result. For them, because, I mean, they are well and truly in this title race. They're only four points
0: behind Avondale now. Yep. yep. Avondale slipping up for the last couple of six-odd rounds has definitely given Heidelberg a little bit of a a goal to chase.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're, they're a team that's sort of been there before, done that before. We've sort of spoken in previous weeks. Avondale have never been on top this deep into the season. Pressure's on them. Heidelberg, they'd be confident. They're feeling good. Pressure's on Avendale and they just sort of keep applying it the pressure is also on Bentley I mean the other good thing for Heidelberg is they now are one point ahead of Bentley again with the game in mm. hand. so they could potentially close this gap to Avendale to one point and then open up a gap between them and Bentley yeah yes. exactly it's huge uh, the other thing is this just keeps on building up to the last two weeks where Avendale play Bentley and Heidelberg in back to back weeks that's just going to be huge but my question for you, mate, is who will finish the season on top? Because oh, we've seen Avondale slip, and we've seen it Bentley, is, yeah. and, and we've seen Bentley slip as well. Yeah, I so, mean, I don't want to say it, but I think Pasco
0: Vale might finish on top. They won't because Pasco Vale have just gone a goal up against Kingston City, ladies and gentlemen.
1: They have. To be fair, that goal, though, in terms of the greater <laughs> scheme of things... uh, it gives them a goal difference of, what, about negative 18? <laughs> well, they'll only be... With that goal, they'll only be 26 points behind We've mm, Gotta seven... start
0: somewhere. Well, actually... We'll... Mathematically, I don't think they can do it.
1: No, they can't. Yeah.
0: Grim. Um, No, but, yeah, in so, terms so, of... So, this so... is me deflecting the question because I genuinely have no idea who's going to win this okay. league at the moment. Because well, let's if... say... Let's break it down. Will Bentley finish on top? So, Branson, that doesn't break it down any further. You well, just okay. said... An- like, the thing is, I can't pick Wait. who's going to finish top because well, there's the- three contenders for mine. Yep. I think there is three solid contenders. So, you look at Avondale, Heidelberg, and Bentley. Yep. They are the three contenders. Yep. I don't think Hume are going to push it, but you no. know, you could flip a coin a thousand times. Hang on, a coin has two sides. Yeah, You could roll a die. Yep. And that would have more insight than me as to picking who's going to finish top. If anyone out of those three win it, they've earned it. All right.
1: Well here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Bentley are not gonna finish on top. Cool. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say that. So who who's gonna finish on top? Heidelberg or Avendale? You well, I'm saying it could be Bentley. Are uh, you? Yeah. yeah, like it could be any of the top three. It could, but it
0: won't. Yeah. But it, it could. But it could Um Cry. anyway. This is Excellent insight. Ooh. So, yeah, you ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer. No, we'll pick one. <laughs> yeah, I have. Who? Any of those three. No, any no, of those yeah, three.
1: Put it all on the line. Who's going to finish? No, because on top? there's no deciding factor nah. to it. I'm like, here. there's
0: no one is looking like they're grabbing it by the scruff of the neck and a that. Yeah, for so
1: it. just make a tip.
0: No, right. I'm going to say it's one of the three. I'm and, say, I'm, and I'm intrigued to look for it. Oh, I'm going to say, haven't gonna... I?
1: Okay. Well, say something. Sorry, I'm shit oh, hot out boot. of gold stars, Branson. Like, what do you want? Terrible.
0: Do you know what wasn't terrible, though? What wasn't? Hume City. One, Port Melbourne, nil. It was
1: actually a little bit terrible. Was it? Tell me about it anyway.
0: No, look, it was a dull first half. Um, uh, Look, it had one talking point, and it was the goal. Yeah, Um, it's
1: good stuff. Yeah,
0: look, ball was lost in midfield. Then I can't remember who actually had the ball, but sort of ran on uh, towards the box with it, got fouled. The subsequent free free kick, ball played in deep, stonking header. um, I think it was Paul Wilson running at the back post, just... You know, really put his brain laces behind it. Um, his brain laces, excellent. Uh, and then, look, 1-0 to Hume City at that point. Second half was much better in terms of football, though. Obviously, it didn't result in any goals. Um, there was some questionable defending um, from set pieces. Um, and that saw Port equalise. Did I get this score wrong? Can you check the
1: score, Hume please? Hume City 1, Port Melbourne Now is not... a Okay, hang on. Yeah. No, I'm
0: pretty sure that was the score. No, it was... Why did I say... Maybe the goal got chalked off and I was just not paying attention.
1: No. Hume City 1, Port Melbourne nil. Yeah. That, that, was definitely, that was definitely the result. Yeah,
0: no, I just second-guessed myself
1: then. Well, Intriguing. No, it just sort of threw me off as well. I'm like, no, that was it. Yeah.
0: Oh, Branson,
1: we we are so good at this. All right, so um,
0: all right, keep talking then. Yeah, no. So the, then the other talking point from the second half I really liked was um, there was an attempted bicycle kick, which we like. Yeah, always do. cursed, yep. got himself a little bit of space.
1: Was it good? Oh no, nah,
0: it's pretty bad. It was saved very calmly. Um, it was an easy save, but you know, it was a good win for Hume. You know, I think this is one of the games where they're probably not going to look back on it with too much sort of vigour throughout the season. But it's no, three it's good, points, and yep. it's a good time of the season to start getting some performances, particularly when you're looking at teams trying to crack the top six and those top three teams trying to decide themselves. If Hume City finished fourth, that's a good spot for them to finish. Yep. So they can kind of cement themselves there, give themselves some breathing room around the pack around them. Yeah. Um, They're you know,
1: good three points to get.
0: Yeah, and no real impact to the table, this one, but it, it gives that sort of solidification of that fourth spot, I think, for Hume. Yeah. Port Melbourne, they probably could have, Jumped up a couple of spots with a win, but uh, I don't think I saw too much on them to think they were going to get three points out of it. Well,
1: I think we said last week we don't think they'll make finals, so this just sort of backs that up. Yeah, uh, Another couple of teams that we know will not be making finals, Kingston City-Pasco Vale. Yes. That game is going on live as we speak. Currently, Pasco Vale are up 1-0 just before... The second half. I mean, it's hard to really talk about this one because we obviously don't know the full-time score. But Yeah, how... but
0: it's the context of the table, well, and it's that...
1: really important. Yeah, so, I mean, like, having a look at the table, so, the loser will be on, on bottom. So, if Kingston win, they jump Paco. If Paco win, they avoid going on the bottom. Yeah. So, in terms of that, it's but obviously huge. But also, importantly huge. for Paco, if they win, so if the scoreline
0: stays the same, they actually leapfrog Daniel Thunder. Yep. So they go out of thirteenth up into twelfth. Yeah. Into um, the relegation playoff spot. Yep. Yeah. Which you know, there's still like quite a bit of distance then between twelfth and eleven. Yep. But
1: you know, it, it, it's it really it's, it really is going to be a battle for that to to get that relegation playoff spot. I don't see either any of those bottom three catching Dandy City or Port Melbourne. Yeah. Big question I have for
0: you, Branson, is do you think if Pascoe Vale win this game, the scoreline say is the way it currently is? do you think Kingston City are going to finish last? Because that will have a four-point gap between 13th and 14th. Yeah. Given Kingston's form, do you think that's going to be
1: an insurmountable amount of points? I I think Kingston will finish on the bottom. Yeah. I I think they will. I mean, I just, I, I don't think they're good enough. Simple as that. Pascovel, though, I mean, they're a little bit unknown. They've lost a bunch of players, so I mean, no Davy Van Schip. that's obviously a mm, huge doubles loss. Doubles
0: at three odd players that they got yeah, rid of last
1: week. Yep, yeah, so and, and stacked their coach, you know. So I by no means are they a good team either, but I just I don't know, I just think they're better than Kingston. But yeah. I I reckon both of these teams are doomed, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if both of these teams got um dropped down. Yeah. Particularly I mean, given Pascal's dropping yeah. form. It's really just going to be, of those bottom three, who's going to be the least shit?
0: Yes. Um, well, we've got some WNPL on our screen as well. Branson, do you want to give us a bit of a wrap on
1: that this week? Uh, yes. So, a few games to talk about. So, Southern United could not... Go undefeated in three. Nah. Unf- unfortunately, they act- <laughs> It didn't rain on Saturday. No, well, they actually had to play a game this week. They lost 9-0 to Sting South it. Melbourne. Uh Senior drew with Bayside. Uh, missed opportunity for Senior to climb above Geelong mm-hmm. to third last. I mean, not that that's necessarily great, but Southern and Senior have been last and second last all year, so a bit of a chance blown for them to... Climb higher than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're watching the Boleen Heidelberg game as we speak. Boleen are up 2 0 as that's just gone to half time. The yep. other result, Colder. Four nil victors over Alamein, and that Calder is pretty much done on top, aren't they? Mm-hmm. That's I yeah. don't think anyone's going to catch them with. Yeah, six games to go. I think. One, two, three, yeah, four, six, five. Six, there it is. Yeah. Look at Bran all over. Well yeah. done, Branson. Uh, yeah, so six games to go. Calder, yeah, you think they've got it? Yeah, no, they're ten points clear or eleven or twelve, depending on how this result goes. But they've beat Belen, they've beat Alamein. Their biggest stumbling point is going to be the finals. It will, and I don't think they're going to stumble, but it'll be interesting if they do. Yeah, well, they just got to get that result. I mean, we saw Boleen last year qualify. Show on their day, they are good enough. But
0: yeah, we'll do see. you know, Do you know what will be interesting? What part two of episode twenty two? Yes. Of the Semi-Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, join us back in a couple of moments where we will go through the more wider part of football. (music) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of the Semi-Pro Potty, where we take a look at the world of football, some of the things that we liked, things that we didn't like, some things that we thought were pretty mediocre. Let's kick it off with our That's So Semi-Professional segment, Branson.
1: Yep. You've got a good one. You've got a good one to start us off. Tell me about it. Cause I quite this is one that, you know, when... telling me about it, yeah. Yeah, when we started this sort of podcast and we were like, oh,
0: we wanted to see a defender going goals, you know, that sort of stuff. We want to see the lights go out or something. We got that in the first week. Yeah, great. Right. I would never in a million years have picked this, but my mate sent me a picture of... uh What game was it? It was West Adelaide versus Adelaide United in the... NPL in South Australia, um, joke of a state. But anyway, <laughs> yep, joke of a picture. Because what we're seeing here is during a game on Friday night, the goalkeeper standing under an umbrella, being held by a trainer. Let's be honest, that is
1: <laughs> quite. It's a shocking. winter sport. It is. It's <laughs> very, very, very bizarre. So we'll post the picture on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, so, but pretty much so the goalkeeper is, is not in the penalty box. Yeah, he's, ha- like, yeah. he's halfway between the penalty box and the sideline and he's just sort of standing there. And I'm assuming that this is while the game, the game balls the, in game play. Is,
0: the game is is on at the moment. Right. So yeah. maybe
1: he's just going, someone try to chip me. There is, I dare ya.
0: In the image, you can see that there is a player about to take a throw in. Yeah. So the only thing I can think of is oh. that the player's throwing it back to the goalkeeper
1: for him to then kick it. But I'm like... Why are you standing under an umbrella for that? And wh- why is someone allowed to stand there with an umbrella? Anyway, that is absolutely, extremely semi-professional. If he got chipped but-
0: from that, that would go around the world. If you're oh. a keeper who gets chipped because you're too busy standing under an umbrella, you're never playing professional football anymore. Well,
1: I mean, life. the one thing I will say is that's a bit of a status symbol from the goalkeeper because I remember the Russia, yeah, the, the Russia FIFA World Cup. I was at the final and it was bucketing yeah. at the final, bucketing in the stadium. All the world leaders were sort of out there for the presentation. So Putin, you know, President of Russia was out there. Emmanuel Macron, Mm. the Croatian Prime Minister, whose name I do not know, unfortunately. Infantino, head of FIFA. Like, all these dignitaries were out there. It started bucketing down. Putin was the only one out there with an umbrella yeah so Putin, like- Putin had a guy who came out with an umbrella and held it just over Putin yeah, it was and all the other you know dignitaries and people had to get wet so it
0: was not Angela Merkel no it
1: wasn't Angela Merkel who was it someone was out there just getting like drenched oh Angela all of them <laughs> were getting drenched except for Putin so in this instance everyone's getting drenched except the keeper pretty baller move by him yeah, but the- very semi-professional good play by him uh what did you have mate uh well a weird one from earlier today, so the Gold Cup final was on today. Mexico taking on the USA. Mexico Mexico just read this. <laughs> Mexico, so, <what> the fuck? Mexico <laughs> Mexico coming out, one 0 victors. And you know, we see it at every global <laughs> tournament, you know. So when the game's going on, they show the fans, because the fans are super passionate, all that sort of stuff, right? So What they've done here, I don't know, the ball's out of play. They've cut to a a fan, I believe a Mexican fan in the stands. He's got a very cool, like, headpiece on. Sort of like it's, I don't know, it's got a hat, feathers, all this sort of stuff. Really cool. The main talking point, though, is his shirt. Because on his shirt, uh, Fox Sports USA are obviously an English-speaking broadcast. But on his shirt, there was, sorry, clearly there was no one there who spoke Spanish because his shirt said... Chingu Samadre, which literally translates to fuck your mother. <laughs> so, so what Fox Sports USA have done is broadcast this image and it's clear as day. you can clearly tell what it says and they've just shown this bloke wearing a, oh. a fuck your mother t-shirt on live international television and you just go, well, great, oh, cool. That is
0: outstanding. That's
1: extremely semi-professional. So, you sort of look at that and you go, odd. Love it.
0: So happy about
1: it. Um, I'm going to go again. Another one that I saw. uh, Adelaide, United. well, this is sort of semi-professional and just obscure, I thought, but Adelaide United have signed Riley McGree and Mm -hmm. it is the first time... What are you about to say about
0: Adelaide United? Tread lightly, my
1: friend. Well, so apparently it's the first time in Adelaide United's, what, 13-year history that they have ever paid a transfer fee for a player. No, that doesn't sound right. No, apparently it is. Source? Twitter. Fucking hell, mate. People just don't post. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, Fulham are the best team in the world. Source Wikipedia. No, I
1: didn't source Wikipedia. I sourced Twitter. Mate, you should have sourced Wikipedia. It would have been more credible than Twitter. No, I totally just... I, Twitter. Are you taking the piss? No, okay, Poll do a whole oh my god
0: ladies and gentlemen what is the most reputable source of information is it an unmoderated platform of twitter or a moderated platform of wikipedia
1: people's status and like I don't know. I can't think of the word. People's reputation, sorry, are on the line. They're on not Twitter. on the line. That's why people yep. are on Twitter. They don't uh, have a reputation to begin with. Anyway, so oh. if that's, that is true, I just found that really bizarre, that Adelaide I United like could survive. would have definitely put a shitty bit in for like Lloyd Awusu. That's, that's
0: what I think makes it sound unrealistic is that we would have put a play... I'm not saying like we would have put a transfer fee in for like Marcus Floyd or We would have like put it in for a really shit player. Yeah,
1: so obviously there's no transfer fee from A-League clubs to A-League clubs, but
0: I don't know. How did we get a transfer fee for this one then? Oh, oh,
1: because he bought him from Bruges or something. Because he was only... Oh, not Bruges. I don't know who he was, but he was on loan at City. True. So... Look, I think it's actually a good
0: signing, if I'm honest. We got rid of Isaias, and I think if we give that midfield sort of control to Riley McGree, then hello, our second A-League championship.
1: Yeah, I just found it interesting <laughs> that that was potentially the first mm. time they've ever paid a transfer fee it would be in good thirteen if, years. Yeah. You sort of go, you, you sort of think of that you go, really? And then you sort of think about it, you go, oh, actually, it's that a maybe a league thing to do. Well, exactly, yeah. it's very semi-professional. You sort of go, actually, that could be. Yeah, so
0: correct. it would be really hopefully it's the start of many more transfers because it's such a good way for I think Australian clubs to actually make money that we need to start actually really use setting it up as a business because yep. you know you bloody you sell Riley McGree for you know yeah. how much? A couple of years ago. Would have been perfect. Um, um what did you like? Oh sorry, no, you didn't like this. Oh, you might have. It I was semi professional like though. Villa paying like twenty five million pounds for Mings from um is it Brighton, I think? No, that is a lot of money. Oh, it's so much money for like and I just it, I immediately saw it and went, Can we just restart football? Like you know when your phone... I did the other week. My phone was running a bit slow. Yeah, so you just... And I just yeah. reset my phone, and it works perfectly now. And I'm like, can we just do that to football? Like, can we just reset it? I don't know. Maybe VAR will work afterwards. You know, we won't have so many bullshit handball decisions, and, like, we wouldn't be seeing transfers of, like, £25 million for memes. That's just stupid. Yes. Manager must be laughing all the way to the bank. That just screams of... Bad signing. It just it does, doesn't? It? Like that's the thing. It's also it's like oh, like it's a lot to pay for a re- like a, a maybe good player. It's like no, it's a lot to play for. We know what this player has in him. I feel yeah. it'll be hilarious if it turns out he's like wins Ballon d'Or in like three years. Yeah, it might be good. But, but anyway, definitely not going to happen. Anyway.
1: Um, your next one, mate. Well, this was another weird one. So, women's World Cup final was on today or yesterday, depending on when you're listening. Whenever, anyway. So, Bleacher Report, American sort of blog, online yeah, media, sport coverage, people, whatever you want to call them. So they posted this really bloody weird collage ahead of the game, and it was sort of saying like one one team, one jersey. Now I've got the photo here for you to have a look. At. I don't think thanks, mate. I don't think you've seen it. So
0: it's just, I haven't seen it.
1: It's bloody obscure. So they posted it and it was just hashtag one nation one team oh so
0: one nation I, they're gonna throw that one
1: out there one nation one team and so in the front row it's got u.s women's national team players and then uh-huh. in the background it's just got a a mix of real and then fictional american icons so here's here's the photo for you to have a look at and again we'll post this on our social media Oh, that's a terrible idea. Sorry, it's in just pension zone for fuck. Yeah. So here we go. So you can see the women. Yeah, players. that's, that's logical.
0: Then, I don't like the style of it.
1: Oh, it's got. Taylor but then Swift in the back, you got Taylor Swift. You got Will Smith. You have got Iron Man. Oh, you've got LeBron James, hell. Oprah, Ellen, Jay Z's in there. And it's just sort of like, what a we... This is
0: everything I don't like what, about America. What it's are so they vulgar. Got... It's such a vulgar country. Oh, but it's just really... you got Zac Efron, and you're just sort of looking at it. And is Miley got... Cyrus in there? Because I'll allow it if Miley Cyrus isn't there. I, I was riding... The,
1: the cast of Friends of Do you know who there? Miley
0: Cyrus is? Yeah, I do.
1: I don't see her. Yeah, she is in there,
0: actually. Oh, my God. Amazing. Because I was riding up here listening to um, See You Again, and that song is a freaking banger. It's probably going to be probably <laughs> going to be the song in our... um. Instagram story this week Great. actually. Anyway, but something that, to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Anyway,
1: that, so they've since deleted it, but you just sort of look. You go, what is that? Like it's really odd. And then you've got the American flag sort of in the back. I don't know. I guess yeah, we I done that, on this one. Well, oh, like yeah, I'm, on this I'm, one. I'm, no, no, because I'm just extremely confused. So I'll never really be done with it. But we can move it, on.
0: It does make me feel uneasy. That image makes me... It's an unnatural
1: image. It feels weird. It just raises the question. You go, someone looked at that and went, yes. It's also concerning that someone spent time on that. Like, quite a bit mm. of time, and then you're like, Ooh. shit. Yeah.
0: Um, there's a lot of mediocre people in the world, Branson. Us included. Yes, particularly in this podcast. Yep. Um, one other thing. Actually, no. I was going to put that one in the next section. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to jump into Random Flag. Okay. Fuck. Random Flag. Yep. I'm going to tell you, this country rocks. I'm
1: not even sure it's a country. <laughs> <laughs> yep, great. Gibraltar. Gibraltar can confirm it is not a country. I think yeah, it's like a British... Principality. Or yeah, like a British Overseas Territory or whatever. Yeah. The flag of Gibraltar, it is, it's got a castle on it. So it's like a white, predominantly white flag, two thirds. Uh, it's got a red castle and then like a red... A thin red line down the very bottom. What is the thin red line? Close
0: your eyes, please, my friend. Oh, what is the thin red line? What do you mean? There's, there's a thin red line down the bottom. Yeah. It's an like, object. So well, it's a bar. Oh, it's not a bar. What do you mean it's a, not a bar? Oh, sorry, I was thinking of the, the thing. What, <laughs> what? So what? The is it? The key. It's... There's a freaking
1: key hanging around a castle. There is, yes. Yeah. Yes. But to oh. be, So, okay, so oh. I, I'd say I got that right. No, you missed the key. The key's a massive part of it. Except that it's... Okay. Anyway, moving on. Pretty close. Oh, you're so angry. It's so good. No, no, no. Hey, Bran knows he nailed it, so that's fine. Bran, you missed, like,
0: there's three parts to this flag, and you got two of them right. It's not 100%, mate. (laughs) So, straight up. Um, Let's jump into things that we liked, because there's a lot that we liked, and I'm going to just jump into one that... I didn't know existed and it's now made my existence in football completely worthwhile. Yeah, great. Fitzroy Lions Soccer Club. Yep. Right up in the Guardian this week, our mate Alex took photos for it and sort of got us onto the article through his social media channels. Yep. That is absolutely everything that is right with football in my mind. So Fitzroy Lions Soccer Club, those of you who don't know, look it up on the Guardian website because they have put an article up about it. This club was started by a 23-year-old guy. You know, we've dreamed of opening up a club. This guy's already done it. He's younger than us. Yep. Um, They have zero fees for players. Yep. So, players play for free. Mm -hmm. And they make all of their money through sponsorships with local businesses and so on and so forth. Yep. Which I think is just a very clever business model. One other thing I really like, obviously, it's centred around integration and migrant communities being able to play football when they can't necessarily afford all the really expensive fees. Yep. So, having that sense of community to it, Another thing he's done is he's also built out partnerships with Coles so that people can go through and get, you know, like, work as part of it as well. Yep. That is absolutely everything that's right with football. I want to get involved. I'm just... This is is the direction that I want football to go. I think we went far too much down the line of it being unenjoyable for people to either play or be a
1: supporter of, and the more we can return it back to local communities, the better. Yep. Well, that's when you just sort of start to see... the power of football as well, and, you know, we talk about sometimes, you know, how it can be used to bring people, communities together and sort of mm-hmm. show them the brighter side of life, and this is just a great example of it. They've got a great
0: logo as well. Have you seen it? I have not. I'm going to show you it because yep. I'm also going to put it on our
1: story, I think. Okay. Well, while you're looking at that, I'm going to talk about what I like until you get this up. So, I've literally got it right, oh, here, but okay. that's fine. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So it's a, like a roaring line. He looks quite, uh, but it's a line quite, where, like, modern, the mane,
0: yep. like, the mane is there, but then the mane also goes around the head and turns into a crown. Yep. Which I think is a sick. That yep. is a sick logo. More yep. of that. Yep. You can get around it. Yeah, lovely. What I liked. Go Big. on. I also like this. Big shock to you, but I actually
1: like this. Oh, I know, this. you told me this and I couldn't believe it. Uh so Mitrovic turning down what was apparently millions and millions of pounds. I mean from- if Mings is getting
0: millions and millions of pounds. Not even that worthwhile anymore, yeah, well, is it? Well I think it was
1: more millions. <laughs> so turning down millions from China to stay in the championship and sign with Fulham. Re-sign with Fulham. And I absolutely love it. I love it for two reasons. One, mm-hmm. I obviously love it. I actually love it for three. One, I love it... Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, four. Go for four, Bran. Yeah, well, let's. we'll see if we get there. So, first thing I like about it is, obviously, as a Fulham fan, great signing. Top notch. Second thing I like, it means I can now order... A Mitrovic jersey with zero risk of us then selling him, which is always, always terrible. I've so been in that situation before and you're so right to feel
0: uneasy about (laughs) it.
1: Well, it was so good because there was a Fulham guy on Twitter who posted like two days ago saying, I just ordered a Mitrovic jersey and apparently the team store like tried to talk him out of it. And they're like, or not talk him out of it, but just be like, just so you're aware, we have not signed him. He could leave. Yes. And you're about to get a jersey for a player who could leave. And he said, Fuck it, I'm getting it and he stayed. Amazing Maybe that's
0: why he stayed. Maybe he heard 100%. that anecdote.
1: Yep. Uh so, Or he got
0: paid heaps, who he knows.
1: Yep. So <laughs> That's the second reason I like it. And third reason is just sort of broader football. It just sort of shows that, you know, there is still loyalty. Money isn't everything. Exactly. Because, you know, Mitrovic came down from Newcastle, wasn't having a great time there. Apparently, bloody loves London, loves being at Fulham and everything that that brings. Had a Mm. great opportunity. He's only 24 to go to China and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, without sounding too grim, because, again, we know nothing about professional football. If he'd gone to China, I don't want to say career over, but almost sort of career well, over.
0: When I remember I was actually, because I'm really sad and tragic, re-listening to the Marcos Flores interview. And one thing that he said was the second that he knew that when he came to Australia, he was not going to go to Europe. Yeah. If you're a South American footballer and you leave South America... You're yep. immediately blacklisted from Europe pretty much. They look at you as not good enough. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly the same thing with China. You know, yeah. whilst, you know, you you've got that thing that's so if you go there, you
1: are not the prospect that you once oh, were. Yeah, and, and like you you still could come back, but it's sort of like yeah, I don't know, you I don't you're know very, I genuinely you're don't very much could. you could. Like but you're very much on the back burner. Yeah. You know, so in terms of a footballing perspective, I think it's great, you know, turn down money to stay at a club that he really seemingly loves to be out. That's huge. And then on the flip side, we saw Anatovic today.
0: Yeah, and
1: Yeah, announced that he is leaving West Ham and he is going to China for millions and millions yeah. and millions of pounds. So, Anatovic
0: is sometimes often injured, though, so it kind of makes sense.
1: But. Yeah, but, you know, so I like it in, as a Fulham fan, but then also as, you know, a, a bigger thing. Yeah.
0: Nice. Like it a lot. Um, I liked one this morning from the Women's World Cup final where um, Fox News one of the shoddiest news corporations in America. Yep, Yep. saying quite a bit. Well, they Um, did show fuck your mother. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Um, They they were like cutting to the pub after the American women's team won and they like cut to the pub and the crowd behind start chanting um, fuck Trump and just the look of sheer disdain on the guy's face, the news presenter's face, he does not know how to deal with it. Well, you he can't stop it. No, and he's just like, oh, we were going to try and go somewhere else and do this, but we're in here. And like, he just has nothing. He has yeah. no way to deal with it. And it's beautiful to those of you who started that chant and you made my morning. Thank you very much. That was amazing. Yep. Um, another one from me, A League memes posting an excellent, <laughs> a le- an excellent image composition of,
1: uh, Melbourne City who have signed Harry Noon, is it? Uh, Harry Noon. I you're think not, Harry Noon plays for he does. What's he his plays name? for? Hardenburg. Someone, someone Noon. Someone, Noon? Are you from someone Cardiff? Noon.
0: yeah. Someone Noon and Curtis Good. Um, at which point they have put the two images together and it looks like Melbourne City have signed no one. Good. Yes,
1: classic. <laughs> classic. And I saw. I did see that as soon as Melbourne City signed him, and you're like, oh great, we've signed no one. No one. one. It's brilliant. All have this... they also announced their kit? No, I was just having a look for that. They have not.
0: God damn it! I mean, they it's going to be not. the Manchester City kit, which I think is got a bit of purple in it this well, year, which I'm a bit of a fan of. Yeah, actually, and also their away Manchester City's away kit is black, and it looks good. So I know it's stupid to have a black away kit in the A League because it's like forty degrees for most of the league. Yep. Um, but for player safety aside, I kind of hope we get a black away kit because that would look quite good. Yep. Um, Branson, one more from you, mate.
1: Yes, another thing that I liked, just a quick one, Forest Green Rovers, the vegan club in the UK. I quite like them playing in League 2. They unveiled their 2019-2020 kit. looks quite good, but the big talking point is it is the first kit in the history of professional football to be made out of bamboo.
0: Yeah, bamboo. Yes, which is. Very,
1: very actually, it's a very good material because it's quite fibrous, isn't it? Oh, I have absolutely no idea, but I yeah. believe it is more sustainable and sort of unique and weird. Definitely and more odd. sustainable. It
0: takes way less water to grow a bamboo forests and
1: they need less treatment and everything. Yeah, so I just saw that. I'm like, do you know what? Bamboo kit. Pretty yeah. cool. I like it. Do you so know what I, I just saw? It, I'll put it in the unliked segment. What did you just say What just I saw just saw?
0: Bullying Lions go 3 0 up in their game.
1: That game is all but done and dusted. Yes, absolutely. You'd think so. 6-2 uh, is looking less and less likely, but, I mean, it could still happen, right? Could yes. still happen. Uh, there's another thing that you like. Big oh, one. Yes. Very happy
0: with it. Sort of similar vein of jerseys. Um, it's NIDOC week this week. Um, Australia has an absolutely shocking history of not celebrating our Indigenous people mm-hmm. um, and the traditional landholders and all of um, the sort of communities that go with it. One thing that I'm starting to really appreciate is Local football getting more involved in it. And some of the jerseys that have been coming out from, um, state league clubs this week have been absolutely outstanding. Um, I haven't got names. We'll, we'll get some pictures and put them up on Instagram. They're beautiful. I think they're, I think the Wool and
1: Wolves have a really
0: good one. They did. It was so good. Um, so really like those kits. Um, I just think the A League the ball needs to be in their court. Now they need to be doing way more about this at a
1: national level. Oh, 100%. Well, you see you see AFL teams do it. You see yeah. the NRL teams Even. do it as well. And and I'll be honest, in terms of AFL, they look better than the normal jerseys. Like 100% So, they so like, do. they're really cool. They're really interesting. And they have a great backstory yeah. as well. So, like, sort of on all levels, it just seems to be good. And, yeah. you know, it's just another example of the A-League sort of being... A little just, bit late think, to the party. I think I saw... out of
0: touch with it. I, you you know, I, I really I, do
1: think they're out of touch. I think I saw a few people sort of taking that angle on it on Twitter, just saying that they're, they're just, you know, late to the party, too slow on it. um Brand, are you done just going through your social media
0: on well, our podcast?
1: Yeah, well, see, the reason I'm going, because I did see a potential... I can't find it. Someone posted what was apparently City's new kit, a leak of the kit. And then, so I was trying to try Googling it instead of scrolling through. There it is. So this is apparently city's kit. It is so ugly. Again, don't know if it's confirmed.
0: No, that can't be confirmed because it's different to the
1: the Manchester City one. It'll just be Manchester City. with. Well, to be fair, New York City FC were something different to Man City. But what this one has is it's got what these. It looks like boomerangs, right? That look more like boomerangs to me. But it's V-shaped and it's got navy blue on it. So, as a City fan, you're going, hang on, not, our kit not all right. of a sudden has navy blue and Vs on it? This is not ideal. The, the, Particularly across the shoulders, that'll clash for... The Vs are not themselves navy blue, but that's apparently a potential City kit. I, I it's quite not. like it. I think it's gross. Oh, okay. And also,
0: you've got to think, if that looks good there on someone with a six-pack, yep. there Yep, is, I reckon, zero Melbourne City fans with six-packs. Oh. That's going to look bad on people like me who have just consumed way too much pasta for dinner. Yeah, I was
1: going to say brands. Yeah, yeah. You
0: see what I mean? It's mm. it's a good one if you got a six pack. Yeah. Bad one if you've got even slightly a bit of a dad bod going on. Yep. On the topic of dad bods. Yep. We're going to go take a break and do some sit ups. Yeah, you bet <laughs> we are. <Shit>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if and, Bram wants to get that new kitty, has to.
0: Yeah. Um, and we will join you very shortly for part three of episode twenty-two of twenty-three body. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three, where we take a look at the preview section of the show, where we look at the games that are upcoming this weekend. Friday night we kick off with Bentley Greens versus Altona Magic Branson. We've got a four header on Saturday. Yes, we do. We have a terrible. I don't know about four header,
1: but are there any four-headed like creatures? Because the dog like and, in Fluffy in Harry Potter was three. Three. Uh three headed dragon, Game of Thrones, four headed uh I don't know. Four- sorry, three headed dragon in Game of Thrones. There were three dragons. The Targaryen Sigil is oh, a three headed yeah, dragon. Sorry. sorry, that was that cool. was poorly. I in, thought you had just missed like the
0: whole thing. No, 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 Good,
1: <laughs> good pick-up. Good pick up by Will. Brand did not really properly point good. out what he was uh Good good points by you though for actually being
0: like, no, correct the signal of the Targaryen House. Yes. We got three. Very well done.
1: Anyway. Uh, so, yes, the games on Saturday, we have a big one. Avondale taking on Hume City. Pascoe Vale taking on Green Gully. Port Melbourne will face off against the Dandenong Thunder and Oakley Cannons squaring off against Dandy City. Uh, we have got two more games to round it out. On Sunday afternoon, South Melbourne
0: take on Melbourne Knights for the uh, OG Derby. Yep. OG Melbourne Derby. Yep. Um, And then Monday night, Kingston City are at home again, this time to Heidelberg United. Um, Wow, definitely can't see them getting points from that. But now that I say it, they probably will. Branson, what are your match of the round predictions out of that?
1: Oh, I think the obvious, well, the one for me is South Melbourne against the Knights. Yeah. Two two teams with, like, wavering form, but... Yep. Turn it yep. up against each other. Yeah, well, OG Melbourne Derby and, you know, big finals implications. Again, the winner of this, you know, really in a good, strong position to yeah. to claim a top six spot. The loser, I mean, they're still by no means out of it, but the loser just, you know, gets, gets a little bit harder. So that game... South Melbourne are sitting in eighth on 27 points. Yep. the Melbourne
0: night. Knights... Ninth with 26 points. They're not there or thereabouts. They're pretty much exactly the same at the moment. Yeah,
1: and sixth place Oakley are on 28 points yeah. for, for a point of reference. So a win for either of those teams could see them jump in. Uh, another fascinating game, I reckon, is just going to be Avondale against Hume. You know what? Yeah, um, how do they what, bounce back? Yeah, like what are they going to do? Hume have been good. They were the first team to take points mm. off Avondale this season. So what's it going to be like? What, yeah. do you, what do you reckon?
0: Um, definitely South
1: Melbourne, Melbourne Knights. Mm. Um, trying to think well, what, what, about, on what about what about Oakley Dandy City? That's going to be good as well. Oh, uh, a battle, right, actually, a battle of the two resurgent teams. Yeah, the there. two teams
0: in bolter form.
1: Yeah, you know. So I again another weekend. Hey, maybe
0: of, we should go to Oakley Cannons because the parade of food out there is quite good as well. Is it? Yeah, that's exciting. Good Greek community out there. Great. Um, could do. Yeah. So another
1: thing we could do, Yep. rattle through the fixtures for the WNPL. Yes, we absolutely can. We have Bayside taking on Box Hill, South Melbourne versus Calder, Geelong Galaxy taking on Heidelberg, Alamein versus Senior NTC, and Boleyn versus Southern. So, no, I mean, to be fair, not really any sort of amazing major standout fixtures. No, the bottom's in, in done, one. the top's
0: done, pretty much. I think yeah. it's, um, you know, just sort of. Get ready for the finals Yep
1: Yep At least in this round
0: Yes Now getting ready for the finals We'll do our final check in On the Kingston City Pasco Vale Game Which yep. The ball is currently About to be thrown in From midfield Wow Exciting The pitch is
1: green Yep well, the camera is doing a slow zoom. yeah, lot of so, sensual zoom, if I'm honest with you. So, I think we should probably steer away from commentating on the camera work of the NPL gang. That <laughs> for people, our non-vision the, podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly, that people cannot see. And let's just talk about the results. So, Pascovel up one nil half an hour to go. Obviously, that result could change. It'll be a big result for Pascuvel if if they can hang on. And, I mean, we sort of mentioned it before, but it would put them in that relegation playoff spot mm-hmm. and could potentially seal kingston's, kingston's fate.
0: fate which is probably the more likely from here ladies and gentlemen it has been an absolute joy to talk to you about football again for another week hit us up on instagram and twitter my name is at chambershire branson's is at branson gibson you bet it is um send us what you like from this week we love having your input And we'll hopefully see you at some games over the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, keep being semi-professional. Thanks for joining us on episode 22 of The Semi-Pro Potty.